relied on the mathematician Ed Thorpe, Ph.D., to help me better understand probabilities, Charlie Munger to help me appreciate the psychology of misjudgment, and Bill Miller to educate me about the science of complex adaptive systems. A few general comments about the structure of the book, if I may. Imagine two large, not-quite-symmetrical segments, bracketed by an introductory chapter and a conclusion. The first chapter previews, in summary fashion, the concept of focus investing and its main elements. The next four chapters constitute the first large segment. Taken together, they present both the academic and statistical rationale for focus investing and explore the lessons to be learned from the experiences of well-known focus investors. We are interested not only in the intellectual framework behind focus investing, but in the behavior of focus portfolios in general. Unfortunately, up till now, the historical database of focus portfolios has contained too few observations to draw any statistically meaningful conclusions. An exciting new body of research has the potential to change that. For the past two years, Joan Lamb Tennant, Ph.D., and I have conducted a research study on the theory and process of focus investing for the Research Institute for Chartered Financial Analysts. In the study, we took an in-depth look at 3,000 focus portfolios over different time periods and then compared the behavior of these portfolios to the sort of broadly diversified portfolios that today dominate mutual funds and institutional accounts. The results are formally presented in an academic monograph titled Focus Investing, an Optimal Portfolio Strategy Alternative to Active versus Passive Management. And what we discovered is summarized in non-academic language in Chapter 4. The next three chapters make up the second large segment of the book. Here we turn our attention to the other fields of study, mathematics, psychology, and the new science of complexity. This is where you will find the new ideas that I have learned from Ed Thorpe, Charlie Munger, and Bill Miller. Some people may think it's strange that we are venturing into apparently unrelated areas, but I believe that without the understanding gained from these other disciplines, any attempt at focus investing will stumble. Finally, Chapter 9 gives consolidated information about the characteristics of focus investors, along with clear guidance so that you can easily initiate a focus investment strategy for your own portfolio. Robert G. Hagstrom, Wayne, Pennsylvania Chapter 1. Focus Investing Robert, we just focused on a few outstanding companies. We're focus investors. Warren Buffett I remember that conversation with Warren Buffett as if it happened yesterday. It was, for me, a defining moment for two reasons. First, it moved my thinking in a totally new direction. And second, it gave a name to an approach to portfolio management that I instinctively felt made wonderful sense but that our industry had long overlooked. That approach is what we now call focus investing, and it is the exact opposite of what most people imagine that experienced investors do. Hollywood has given us a visual cliché of what a money manager looks like, talking into two phones at once, frantically taking notes while trying to keep an eye on jittery computer screens that blink and blip at him from all directions, tearing at his hair whenever one of those computer blinks shows a minuscule drop in stock price. Warren Buffett, the quintessential focus investor, is about as far from that kind of frenzy as anything imaginable.
The man whom many consider the world's greatest investor is usually described with words like soft-spoken, down-to-earth, and grandfatherly. He moves with the calm that comes of great confidence, yet his accomplishments and his performance record are legendary. It is no accident that so many pay such close attention to what he does. If Buffett characterizes his approach as focus investing, we would be wise to learn what that means and how it is done. Focus investing is a remarkably simple idea, and yet, like most simple ideas, it rests on a complex foundation of interlocking concepts. If we hold the idea up to the light and look closely at all its facets, below the bright clarity of the surface we will find depth, substance, and solid thinking. In this audio, we will look more closely at these underlying concepts one at a time. Here, I hope merely to introduce...